0: Welcome to my second episode of Pedweg Pieces. My name is Ashley, and I am doing this solo again. Uh, So the Pedweg Pieces is where uh, either Joe or myself will do our own episode by ourselves. And we'll kind of cover a topic of our choosing uh, in a much shorter format than our regular show that airs on Sundays. <laughs> so Sundays, our uh main podcast episodes generally run anywhere from an hour to two hours. Um We tried to stick to an hour format, but we kind of get into our conversations and we definitely geek out and it ends up going way over. Uh, And we've just sort of accepted it. (laughs) So Pedweg Pieces sort of gives us an opportunity to talk about something that uh, we individually geek out about. So we have three of these episodes all together. So this is going to be our third um, where I'm going to go ahead and talk about something uh, that I love. Uh, But I do highly recommend checking out Joe's episode on Skate the Infinity. He did a great job and uh, yeah, definitely recommend it. Um, So today I'm going to do a piece on Doctor Who. And normally this is a topic that would need so much more than 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, And I'm sure that we're going to cover Doctor Who again. Uh, This is a show that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, When I was going through a lot of issues with depression, this was a show that I really relied on uh, to kind of of get me through that. It was definitely a light in the darkness. It's a show that takes being silly seriously. (laughs) Uh, It's very very British. (laughs) Um, it is a show that airs on BBC or the British Broadcasting Company Corporation channels. Um, and it's something that's very big in pop culture there. And it sort of made its way over here, uh, to the U S. So it's something that I love. Um, so, in fact, I love this show so much, I my biggest tattoo, I do have tattoos, uh, but my biggest tattoo is dedicated to <laughs> Doctor Who. Um, it's actually a cover-up tattoo done by my good friend Adrian. Um, I call him DJ, um, goes by DJ Scribbs, and his work is absolutely amazing. I've known him for a while now. Um, I love this tattoo, and he did sort of a watercolor effect, um, and it's of the TARDIS, which is the iconic blue police phone box that, that the doctor uses to travel through time and space, and DJ did such an amazing job, and I absolutely will be linking his Instagram uh, so you can check out his work. Um, But that's how much the show means to me. I dedicated a piece of my body to it. (laughs) Um, And I didn't want to wait for such a big episode to mention Doctor Who. That's how special it is. So let's kind of dive right into it. Doctor Who is a show that originally aired in 1963 on uh, the BBC. It ran from... 1963 to 1989 originally and then was rebooted in 2005 um and it is still being produced today um so the doctor the the titular character is an extraterrestrial being that looks like a human and can travel through time and space, so this makes for an interesting show. You don't really have one static setting. Uh, you know the the character and his companions almost always has companions um, that are almost always humans, um, so they can travel to you know medieval times. They can travel to other planets. They can travel to the future and watch the sun explode. Uh, So it really offers a wide variety of settings that I just, I think that offers so much creativity and so much room for imagination. Um, It's a really brilliant concept in my opinion. Um, But so the doctor is from a planet called Gallifrey. And his backstory is purposefully mysterious. Uh, We do get glimpses of his true self throughout the series uh, through various doctors. And we'll get to that in a second. But we know that he's had a family. Uh, We know that his name is also his moniker. He has chosen it himself. So there's a lot of... A lot of backstory there. Um, You can see the depth. Of his past. But it's purposefully. Mysterious. So that we can focus on. Who he is now. Or who the doctor is now. And what the. Current adventures are. Um, It's interesting for sure. And the show itself. Plays a lot with time in general. Um, I know that in the rebooted series we also have River Song, who is a character who uh, we later find out is his wife at one point, Um, but it's a weird story where they meet in her future, but his past and their timelines cross in weird ways. Um, so spoilers <laughs> as, as she loves to say, um, you'll definitely want to check out the show to see how that plays out. It's really cool. It's really fun. Um, also, uh, typically the doctor is played by men, uh, but the newest iteration is a woman played by Jodie Whittaker. So the, ide- if the, if the idea of gender fluidity offends you, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh the show has touched on a lot of LGBTQ plus um and other social issues quite a bit, and they do a great job of normalizing it. Um don't get me wrong, this is a show that definitely takes whimsy to the sci-fi level. Um you have a uh, you have a lesbian couple who is a Uh, primordial lizard woman and a woman from the Victorian era and they have like their own adventures with uh, another extraterrestrial being who looks like a giant potato so there's lots of memes that go with all of this Um, it's hard to explain it's I know it sounds really crazy but it's fun Uh, and I highly recommend the show especially if you're not looking to take anything too seriously don't get me wrong, Doctor Who definitely has its moments where uh the show can take sort of its serious tone, but for the most part you're you know you're you're gonna have a lot of fun just watching it it's It's just a show to lighten the mood. Doctor Who is such a big show that it's kind of hard to go through every piece of it Um, every episode every season requires a lot of talk Uh, and I think this is kind of why the fandom has exploded so much is because there's a lot going on and there's a lot of discussion Um, and I absolutely love that about it Uh, so I'll kind of go through the doctors a little bit Um, The first time I saw this show was on Netflix, and it's not showing on Netflix anymore, but I'm sure there's a place you could stream it. Um, And I started from the reboot uh, from 2005, and that starts with the Ninth Doctor. Uh, This was my introduction, and they started out with the Fantastic pun intended, Uh, fantastic Christopher Eccleston, and his companion, Rose Tyler. Uh, Rose Tyler was played by Billy Piper, Um, phenomenal actress. Also, she did a little stint as a pop singer, which I loved. (laughs) Um, Is the quality great? Absolutely not. And that doesn't matter. It's it's definitely not the point. It was absolutely engaging, it was silly, it was action-packed from the word run, and it was wholly different from anything else I'd ever seen. So I was immediately hooked and absolutely binged it. (laughs) Um, so this show from the very beginning, well, from, from the early start of the show, they introduce this concept that the doctor is able to regenerate, uh, which is brilliant because the show is able to recast the titular character. Um, And so that's part of why this show has lasted decades. Isn't that genius? It's they are able to recast their main character and I do admit it takes a little bit of time to get used to the new face of the doctor, but everyone who's played the doctor is so unique and different that it doesn't take long to love them. And it's sort of, all of the actors who have played the doctor have added something new to this character and just grown it in so many unique ways that you could never get with just one person playing that character. So in total, there are 14 recognized doctors. Um, And I'll kind of run through them really quickly. So from 1963 to 1966, the first doctor was played by William Hartnell and he was sort of this uh, cantankerous old man (laughs) Um, and this is our first look at the doctor. Um, not very popular, but still, this is what I feel like who the doctor is. And we'll see that later. Um, the second doctor is played by Patrick Troughton, uh, from 1966 to 1969. Uh, the third doctor, uh, played by John Pertwee. Uh, from 1970 to 1974. Then we get the iconic Tom Baker. From 1974 to 1981. Um, and. So he played the doctor the longest. Uh, he still makes a, a cameo appearances on the show. Uh, this. This version of the doctor the fourth doctor is the one with the large scarf uh with multiple multiple colors uh I've seen a lot of fans recreate the scarf and it's wonderful um it's something that I attempted to do uh, but never had enough focus to finish it but maybe one day (laughs) um I always wanted a scarf just like Tom Maker um so that's definitely an iconic face. The next version we get, the fifth Doctor, is played by Peter Davison from 1981 to 1984. And then you get Colin Baker from 1984 to 1986. Um, then we get Sylvester McCoy from 1987 to 1989. Um, the eighth Doctor is played by Paul McGann um, in ninety six. And Paul McGann, he played the doctor in a TV movie, which was sort of an attempted reboot of the whole series. Um, But even though it didn't succeed, uh, he's still considered canon. Uh, So then we come to 2005, where we get our ninth version of the doctor, played by Christopher Eccleston. Um, and this is also the introduction of his companion, Rose Tyler. Now in the Doctor Who fandom, everybody has their favorite doctor. And I think that most people go with their, their first doctor as their favorite. Um, and I definitely put doctor number nine as probably one of my top two, um, simply for that reason. This was my first introduction. Uh, So from the word run, (laughs) um, I thought that he was amazing. Uh, He was fantastic, rather. (laughs) Uh, So definitely a special doctor for me. So the next one we get is the 10th doctor. I think this is one of the more well-known ones. Uh, This is definitely where we see a boom in the whole fandom of Doctor Who. So, the 10th Doctor is played by uh, by David Tennant, and he played him from 2005 to 2010, um, and this is where we get phrases, we start seeing memes about the Doctor, so we get Alonzi, and um, you. this is where you get to see a romance, or a possible romance, between the Doctor and his companion. Um, And kind of controversial. Uh, Rose Tyler doesn't necessarily get the doctor. She does get a cologne. But still, there's a lot of ambiguity there. And I absolutely live for it. (laughs) Um, And I also live for the the debate, too. Uh, Some people loved it. Some people hated it. Uh, So it's always... Cool to see what people think, um I obviously loved it <laughs> uh so you know it is what it is. um The Eleventh doctor is played by Matt Smith, so this is where we see even more memes uh you get bow ties are cool, um we get this uh culinary brilliance of custard and fish sticks. Um, (laughs) uh, When the Doctor regenerates, he's rediscovering everything. Uh, So he's... This version of the Doctor, Matt Smith, played the Doctor from 2010 to 2013. He is... He takes by surprise, this little girl named Amelia Pond, or Amy Pond, uh, who later becomes a companion, and one of my favorites. Um, and he's trying out different foods, and this is how we come up with fish sticks and custard. Uh, it's a very fun scene. Matt Smith did a brilliant job. Um, I think he brought a level of quirk to the doctor that is just unmatched. Um, well, okay. Maybe, maybe Tom Baker. (laughs) Um, probably, you know, they're, they're probably right around the same. Uh, Tom Baker and Matt Smith probably added the most personality to the doctor. Um, and this is also where we see more of River Song. Um, River Song is a character who is, very complex. Um she runs in a hmm a similar no, not similar. Maybe parallel. Mm, pa- yeah, sort of parallel but opposite timeline of the doctor and at some point she's his wife. <laughs> So as she likes to say spoilers, <laughs> um, at one point they do get married. It's very fun, um, very complicated, uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, so the next version of the Doctor is not really uh, typical. Um, it, played by the legendary John Hurt. Uh, so he played them, he played the doctor who's known as the War Doctor. So this doctor doesn't really have a number. And there's a reason for that, but it's part of the story. Um, Kind of complicated to explain. Uh, But the War Doctor is part of this Time War timeline that they explore. Where we sort of see three different versions of the doctor all together. And we start to see even more than that. So we start to see all the versions of this doctor come together, um, to, you know, for one common purpose. Um, so John Hurt is definitely considered Canon, um, definitely considered part of the overarching, um, the, 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 the actors who have played this character. In two thousand thirteen, we get Peter Capaldi, um, and he played the doc, the twelfth Doctor, from two thousand thirteen to two thousand seventeen. Um, so Peter Capaldi is another one of those Doctors that people didn't, I I don't know. He sort of divided the Doctor Who fandom. Um, I personally loved Capaldi. He sort of harkens back to the original Doctor, where he's a cantankerous old man. You know, you really don't know what to expect. Uh, A hard-to-love character. Uh, But Peter Capaldi was an actual punk, and that speaks to me. (laughs) So he adds this level of cool back to the Doctor that I just, I love. I don't care what anyone says. Um, And his companion, his main companion is Clara Oswald. Um, I will say that's not my favorite character. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> uh, but they do have a great dynamic, I will say that. The 13th Doctor, which is the most recent, is the first time that we see a woman playing the Doctor um, and sort of introduces this idea of gender fluidity to the character. Uh, Jodie Whittaker does a great job um, of adding that feminine femininity to the character. Uh, So she started in 2017. Um, I've heard that she's going to be stopping. um, She's not going to be playing the doctor for much longer. Um, So we'll see what happens in the future. I'm really excited to see where this character goes. There's endless possibilities. Um, You know, maybe... Maybe add different features to the Doctor. Who knows? Maybe not so white or not so thin even. You never know. Um, Maybe we'll see some more female um, versions of the Doctor. Possibilities are endless. So throughout the series, the Doctor's biggest nemesis has been uh, the Daleks. So the Daleks have been in this, you know, long time war with, um, the Time Lords, including the Doctor, and the Daleks give us that very infamous phrase, exterminate, um, and (laughs) spoiler alert, they turn out to be these little squishy brain-like aliens, um, that reside in this robot so at first we think they're robots, but they're really, you know, they've got this brain little squishy character inside. Uh very indestructible characters. They show up a lot. Um they add a lot of depth to the to the overall story. And there's lots of other villains as well. Like the 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 Time Lords do not make friends easily. The Doctor is a great guy, he commits himself to being nonviolent, but at the same time, (laughs) he seems to make a lot of enemies. (laughs) Uh, so you get lots of other Doctor Who villains. You've got Cybermen. Um, that's another big one. Um, and, and lots of other ones along the way. The other big thing about the whole Doctor Who show is the companions. So not only is the Doctor able to regenerate, but we also get a revolving cast of companions that go along with the Doctor. He usually takes a human with him. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, So I've mentioned some of the bigger ones. Rose Tyler is a very popular one. Uh, She was on the show for a long time. Uh Amy Pond is another one uh, played by Karen Karen Gillian, which you know is playing Nebula in the whole Marvel series right now. Uh, one, um, one of the other biggest ones is Sarah Jane Smith, uh who's played by who was played by Elizabeth Slayton. She's she's no longer with us, but um Sarah Jane Smith and there was also Canine, which is a little robot dog. Um, they first appeared with the third and fourth incarnation of the doctor um, and then they eventually got their own spin off series, which is awesome um, and we also got to see Sarah Jane Smith reappear uh, before her her passing away. We got to see her in the reboot uh, so very important companion, very sweet. So the companions often add this element of humanity to the whole show um, and adds that that dynamic that brings the whole show down to earth. And sometimes they stay with the doctor for longer periods of time. Sometimes in the overall gr- grand scheme of the show, they're more like a blip on the radar. But each one is important and the the list of companions is is really really big. <laughs> so you don't have time to go through all of them. Um I know in the reboot series there's um there's a lot of fan favorites there. Uh but my favorites have to be Rose Tyler and Amelia Pond. If you have a favorite one, I would love to hear what you think. Um we do have a Facebook group. And I would love to see more Doctor Who discussion there. Uh, So absolutely throw out your memes. um, You know, throw out your questions about any fandom you have, really. But uh, if you have anything to say about Doctor Who, I will absolutely join you. (laughs) It's absolutely one of my favorites. And it's such a big show that it's hard to put everything into one episode. Uh, So this is, definitely a good place to start for you know discussion about the whole fandom um wanted to kind of give an introduction on the show so we will have articles and probably more podcasts about it um if you have any suggestions absolutely let us know we'd love to hear from you Um, but I think that's going to be my show for today. I know it's kind of a, an abrupt ending, um, but I don't really want to get too into too much detail on anything about the show without having more time. Um, so that's why I say we will have more. Um, as always, please like, rate, share, subscribe our show wherever you listen to podcasts. And please check out our Facebook group and our page. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We are still, we still have an open poll for our tenth main episode. Uh, it's between cartoons or cryptids. Uh, cryptids are anything like Bigfoot or the Loch Ness monster. Uh, so we'll be able to. We'll we'll probably be talking about that. It looks like that's gonna edge out uh, cartoons. <coughs> Uh, And I see that there was one other suggestion for (laughs) the mysterious box that shall not be named, which we will absolutely cover. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that one as well. That's going to be an interesting one. If you have any suggestions at all about future episodes, we are absolutely open ears. uh, And we'd love to have other people come on and to discuss more topics as well. We are absolutely open to that. Uh, So definitely let us know. Uh, Catch us in the future. We're probably going to be talking about cryptids (laughs) this next episode. But if you have any other suggestions, we want to hear from you for sure. Uh, So for now, take care. Have a great day. And we'll see you next time.